miracle-working God. He's the Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so I believe. Why can't we see miracles? Amen. And so what I want to do today, um, I want to open up because there's there's a lot going on. Um, why don't you start with, you want to share about the Convention of States. Would you do that? Okay, if you've uh, been here, obviously we've been talking about the Convention of States. Um, this week, the Nebraska legislature is going to vote on it. And they start Monday at 11 o'clock, and they have to debate it for eight hours. I don't know why when this has been going on for two years they have to do but they are. That's the way it is. So they will debate it for probably five hours on Monday and three hours on Tuesday. And then when they're done with the debate on Tuesday, they will then vote whether we become a convention of states state which is what we desire, is what we believe should happen, just because the nation needs a good kick right now. And it's, it's, it's constitutional. It's in the Constitution. It's the way it needs to be done. So there's a couple things you can do. We want to get a lot of people at the state capitol this week, both Monday and Tuesday, and they'll start out in the, in the rotunda, so that when the legislators come in, they see everybody that's there. And then once they're seated in the chambers, then the people there for the Convention of States can go to the balcony and watch the proceedings. And so we encourage you, if you can go, um, be a part of that. Talk to Steve afterwards. Steve, raise your hand. If you need any information about going, that's Monday by 11 and Tuesday by 9 a.m. So if you can't go, you can pray, and there's no distance in prayer. So just, I wrote a prayer. We gave you that prayer supplication. You can pray that, or you can just pray in the spirit, whatever it takes. Just spend that time and pray for our state and our nation and our legislators. Uh, I want uh, Lonnie to stand because I want you to um, understand the season we're in. And how serious it is, and tell them about where he, where you work, and what happened. Well, I work for Newcor Steel. It used to be a pretty uh, conservative place, what I thought, but starting tomorrow, the OSHA regulations jump in, or actually, I call it the big segregation. If you uh, are vaxxed or you're unvaxxed, you can't break together no more. That's pretty pathetic. And after 31 years, starting tomorrow, if I don't wear a mask, I get three warnings in one consecutive. If he'll walk up to me and say, you going to put your mask on? I'll say no. You going to put your mask on? I'll say no. You're fired. <laughs> That's pathetic. So I got six weeks vacation. I'm starting them tomorrow. And I guess at the end of the six weeks, if the OSHA regulations haven't been knocked out by court, then I'll start it over. So, I don't know. I've been looking to retire anyway, so piss on them. So, yeah. But if you actually watched how stupid some of our Supreme Court justices are, and there were arguments the other day, it's it's extremely pathetic. So, I guess 31 years ain't too bad. Amen. Yeah. There's a what? Yeah, he's he's the fisherman. Come here, Nate. <coughs> Can I ask you something? I do not want to offend you today. But I believe ass is in the Bible. Okay. And so you're going to hear that word from his testimony. And I, I'm saying that because I don't want to offend you. But I want you to understand what God is doing and what he's going to be doing and how supernatural, you know. Now, <laughs> when I give the mic to him, sometimes he just keeps going. So if I give you the nod, it's time to quit. Okay. Um, I had a friend call me. He's not saved. Uh, he doesn't like me to give out his name or anything like that. So I, I, out of respect, I don't. But he called me. He's all shooken up. His dad is uh, in his upper 70s, I believe, and he uh, has really bad diabetes. And uh, 
they, the doctor took him off of this medication, uh, some infection medication, and he had, uh, uh, it came back, I guess, an infection in his leg. It came back. He sent me pictures. Oh, man, it was nasty. It was, his whole, both of his legs were, like, purplish colored. It was, ugh, it was gross. But uh, uh, they put him in intensive care right away, and um, they thought he was, well, they didn't think he was going to survive. He had infection in his entire body. His organs were shutting down everything, and then uh funny thing is he told me that they actually put him in the room with somebody who was on a ventilator and all that stuff for COVID, and he wasn't didn't have any protection of that. So I told my friend to kind of comment to the hospital about how they're just trying to get extra money for, you know, a COVID-related death because it sounded to me like they were trying to kill his father. Um, he got kicked out of the hospital for saying that. It was kind of funny. But... Uh, <laughs> No, so anyway, I was talking to him, and he was telling me who all he was going to tell, and I said, don't, don't, don't tell anybody. I said, give me a, give me a week. I said, I'm going to pray for your dad. And uh, like I said, these guys aren't Christians in the slightest, and so to get him not to talk about it was a miracle in itself. But he kept his mouth shut for a week straight, and a couple days in, uh, you know, I'd pray on and off as I felt led to do so, but uh, two different nights, uh, there was a like on a, I believe it was a Tuesday night, I woke up about 1 o'clock in between 1 to 2 o'clock in the morning, and I just had to pray for him. So I started praying for him until I felt a release, like I was at peace with it. So I just went back to bed and everything. And then uh, two nights after that or one night after that, it was, yeah, a Thursday night, uh, woke up again with the same thing, and I had to I had to pray. And I wasn't just praying for the dad's healing. I was praying for the family's salvation. I was praying for, you know, deliverance, healing, because I know that their family struggles with a lot of addiction and, you know, all all that stuff. And uh, so, yeah, that, that Thursday night I woke up and I had to pray. And I prayed for an hour or so until I felt that release. And I was at peace with it, so I went back to bed. And then uh, over the weekend, I, and I didn't, I didn't know anything that what was happening, what was going on, nothing. I just pray as prayed as I felt led to do so. And then over the weekend, my buddy called me. He says, "Well, I really don't know how to tell you this." <laughs> he said, uh, "It was," and I and I kind of backtracked, and the times kind of lined up with when I woke up in the middle of the night when I was sleeping in my truck, uh, and he told me that it was like on a Tuesday night. He says his dad was unconscious because, his I mean, he had organ failure, everything. He, he was unconscious. He sat up in bed in the middle, middle of the night, and he stared right at my buddy Matt, and he said, some big-ass Indian just told me I need to get right with God. <laughs> and I don't know why Indian. I don't, I don't know any of that stuff. I mean, I can only imagine unconscious, a little bit loopy, but I don't, I don't know. He, that's what he said, and then he... Uh, kind of just reaffirmed to Matt, I, I need to get right with God. And then he laid back down, and he was back to being unconscious. And Matt was confused. He had no idea what was going on. Well, then that Thursday night, he sat up in bed. And like I, like I said, I, I wasn't just praying for just his dad. But his dad sat up, and he looked back at Matt again, and he said, call aunt so-and-so. I don't remember her name or anything, but he says, there's something wrong. Get, get a hold of her. And Matt's like, no, I'm not going to. And he said, you need to. You need to right now. And then just back to being down again. And then, uh, uh, yeah, so Matt called his mom because his mom, she's not in the best health either. And so his sister's staying with his mom and all that. Uh, got a hold of her, told her, some, you know, gave her the, you know, get a hold of his aunt, you know. And his, so his sister ran over to the house. Apparently she had some massive heart attack and she wouldn't be alive if that warning wouldn't have happened. So I just... God's moving, you know. See, that's what I want you to understand. We're, we're coming into those times. Miraculous, supernatural times. And where you're going to see people that don't even know God are going to begin to cry out to God because God loves the sinner. And, and we have no understanding or revelation of the love of God like we should. And uh, for God so loved the world. So God can reach people, you know, if we'll just pray. So, Micah, where's Micah? Would you take um, Paige the mic? I want her to share 
what she told me this morning. I know we don't. So, so Wednesday, Wednesday night after prayer, I went home and I watched the part two of Lance Wallnow's uh, show. And he talked about the importance of relationships in our ecclesia and how we have to be in certain relationships to fulfill our destiny, to fulfill what God has planned for us. And so after watching that, I just got still and I was seeking God and I was praying and I'm like, Lord, show me who my ecclesia is. You know, who, who do I need to start relationships with? And there were some I already knew, such as my worship team. Like I had already talked to them about how I knew like God planned this for us to worship together um, for a bigger purpose. And I got still and I heard in my heart, it wasn't an audible voice. I heard from the spirit in my heart. He goes, but are you willing to wash their feet? And, and I, and instantly uh, John 15, 13 came to my heart. No greater love has a man than to give his life for his friend. And the Lord was showing me, like, are you willing to stop what you're doing? If, say, a family member from church calls you and says, Paige, I'm in trouble. I need prayer. Am I willing to give up what I want to do, give up my life in the sense of, oh, you know, Holly needs me or Trish needs me. I need to be praying for them. I need to stop what I'm doing and be there for them. Um, So it just... It really just spoke to my heart the importance of um, our church family and our relationships and giving our lives for one another. But I, I just, it just, it was amazing to hear of all things, but are you willing to wash their feet? Um, and of course, I'm like, yes, you know. That's God. Are you willing to wash your brother and sister's feet? In other words, can you go the extra mile for them? Amen. I want to read to you then. Um, why don't you stand up this morning? I realize this is a little different, and, um, but I want you to catch the spirit of what is being said and what is communi- being communicated. We're in a time and a season... <coughs> Where we need to step up as the body of Christ. What's that? It's the year of new things. That's right. Thank you. We need to step up. And I want to read this to you because I want you to catch the spirit. Because this is where we're at right now without reading the whole thing in First Samuel chapter 17. This is, do you remember Goliath? Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from you. This day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines, the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. We're coming into a time where the world will begin to know who we serve and who our God is. Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord. Say that. The battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. So it was when the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it, struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran, stood over the Philistine, took his sword, drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And that's where we're at. Some heads need to roll. Amen. And so I'm encouraged today. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't give in, people. Amen. Our God is fighting for us. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. 
We thank you, Lord, that you are raising up a mighty army. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, that we have that attitude like David in the days ahead. And we'll fight the good fight of faith. So, Holy Spirit, today we thank you for your presence. We thank you for speaking to us through the Father's word this day. And all God's people shouted. And all God's people really shouted. Amen.
once was blind, but now I see. I once was dead, but now I live. For it's Christ who lives in me. I once was lost, but I've been found. I once was blind, but now. you. We honor you. Jesus, 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 our Lord and Savior, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise that's due your name. Name above every name, Jesus. We worship you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Now, I just, I want to follow the Spirit's leading today. If, if you're here today, and this is really, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, <clears throat> Pastors Bill and Glenda, would you come up here, please? I want to pray for you, with for Leroy. And then, Kim, you come up here, because you've got a sister that's in the hospital. Will you do that? Is there anyone else here today that you have a loved one that's, that's very sick? Are dealing with COVID issues.
What we're going to do as a church body, and I say that because we're a church body. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to get out of your chair. You don't need to come all the way up here, but I want you to kind of form a, form a circle around these people. Some of you here that's standing here today, you need a miracle. I'm not believing, done believing God for miracles. So I want you to extend your hand towards these people. Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man. The wonderful things, the miraculous things, Father, that you can do. Lord, we're putting our trust in you this morning. We're taking our eyes off the circumstances. What doctors say. We're trusting you, Father, that you are the same. You are the miracle working God of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And Lord God, we believe, Lord, your body in the days ahead, we're going to experience mighty miracles. And so, Father, we come to you and we pray, Father, for Linda, for, for Leroy, Father, and for the others that are standing here, Lord God. You are the God of the breakthrough. And so, Father, we're asking by your Spirit that you touch their physical bodies in Jesus' name. For you sent your word to heal them and to deliver them. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for comforting them, strengthening them, helping them, interceding for them, delivering them. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy manifested in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for all those workers out there like Lonnie, that have taken a stand that will not take the vaccination or wear the mask. So, Father, we're asking you to intervene, Father, even in the highest court of the land, and do a miracle, Father, for this nation and for your people in Jesus' name. We love you, we honor you, and we thank you for it, Father, this day. In the name of Jesus, and everyone in agreement said... Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. God is good, people. Go ahead. scripture you've probably heard it before but this is the will of God for you third John sent me verse 2 this is beloved beloved I pray that you might prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers the word of God is the will of God this is the will of God for you I pray that you might prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. God loves you. God loves your family. That's his desire. That's his will. And he's no respecter of persons. So what was good for them then is good for us now. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let me read it one more time. Beloved, I pray that you might prosper in all things and be in health just as your souls prosper. Ushers, you may go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
I just was told by the usher that one of our little boys was just as he was sitting here got very sick and they just she took him to emergency that's nothing but the devil and I don't know what his issues were does anybody know Ethan or okay okay well well father in the name of Jesus we take authority over sickness infirmity over Ethan we bind it up in Jesus name and loose healing and health upon him in Jesus name amen Amen, amen. That's just like the devil. Amen. Steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came that we might have life. Amen. Amen. I know uh, we've gone a little longer than we usually do when we open a service, and but it's it's been a little different. But I'm going to tell you something, and I believe this is prophetic. In the days ahead, services are going to be very different. <laughs> So you better be prepared. I'm just, you know, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. So just get ready that. And, and you know, you don't need to get nervous. We don't need any Barney Fives. Trust God and the Holy Ghost. Amen. He'll always lead us down the right pathway. Now, for the sake of time, I'm, I'm going to... How many have not heard this, this short... Um, YouTube with with uh, Pastor Hank. How many did not see that or hear that? Let me see your hands. Okay. Well, we're going to play it today. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to take a few minutes. This is only a 10-minute video. But I, I told you we've been on a, a short series, and I was going to end it today, that our Heavenly Father is going to reward His people in the days ahead, especially the people that have taken a stand for truth. And not back down and have not compromised. And so we need to realize that, that, that in this new year, for those people that have been faithful and taken a righteous stand, they're going to be blessed. That's our God. And we gave you examples in Proverbs 28, 20, a faithful man will abound with blessings. A faithful man and woman will abound with blessings. Hebrews eleven six says, He is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek Him. I like this one in Ephesians 3.20 in this translation. God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. That's the kind of God we serve. And then I, I shared Luke 18 verse 29. When Peter basically is, is talking to Jesus and he says, we've left everything. We owned and followed you, didn't we? Yes, said Jesus, and you won't regret it. No one who has sacrificed home, spouse, brothers and sisters, parents, children, whatever will lose out. It will all come back multiplied many times over in your lifetime. Say in your lifetime. Not just when we get to heaven, but we're going to see some rewards in our lifetime. And then it goes on in Jesus' says, and then the bonus of eternal life. Amen? We said there were a few things that we can do as believers that will promote, you know, blessings in our life. Things that we can do, and I'm going to go through this quickly and, and tell you and, and review with this. The believer's responsibility, number one, is to keep God's commandments. Say, keep God's commandments. In Psalm 19, it says, in keeping God's commandments, there is great reward. Keep means to watch, to protect, to retain, to honor, to regard. Then he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And this word in the Greek means this. It depicts a watch of soldiers who were positioned to protect something important. To protect something important. So the rewards of keeping God's words are guidance. It's a source of joy. It's life and health to our flesh. It's wisdom. It produces faith and it brings prosperity and success. So everyone say, I need, I need. to keep God's commandments, and I'll be rewarded. Number two, we're to sow righteousness. 
We said in Proverbs 11, 18, the wicked man earns deceitful wages, but he who sows righteousness. What is righteousness? It's conduct according to moral principles, strict honesty, uprightness of character shall have a sure reward. Say sure reward. So we'll not only have a great reward when we we follow God's commandments and when we sow righteousness, it says we'll have a sure reward. Righteousness simply means doing what is right. So this year, folks, do what is right and you'll be rewarded. Then we said you need to fear God's commandments. Proverbs 13, 13. He who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears or respects our honors the commandment will be rewarded. And that's what that word fear means. It means to reverence. You and I this year need to honor this, this word. We need to keep in the word of God. Attend to his word daily. And if we do that, we'll be rewarded. Amen. Then what we said, number four. And I won't go, in, go into this. We shared this. But you need to... Uh, Feed your enemy. <laughs> that means, how many of you got enemies? You start preaching the gospel, you're going to be persecuted for it. You're going to have some enemies. You, th- you think it's going to be smooth sailing in the days ahead, folks? It won't be. You know, you're going to have some enemies. But the Bible tells us in, in Proverbs 25, 21, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head and the Lord will reward you. So instead of you know, retaliating, cursing, or being offended, pray. Say pray. pray. Then we said very, you know, the fifth one was just Simple service. Say simple service. It says in Matthew 6, it says, And your Father who sees in secret will Himself reward you openly. So what you and I need to do, we don't need to go forth and, and, and minister to people and bless people and want, other, and want men to see what we're doing. We just need to do it humbly, behind closed doors, we don't need to promote ourselves and our deeds. Just simple service. And I, I like what the Spirit of God told Paige. Are you willing, willing to wash their feet? Will you go the extra mile and do that? Just simple service. Then we talked about faithful service. In the Message Bible in Colossians 3, it says, Servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters. And just don't do the minimum. That will get you by. Do your best. Work from the heart for your real master, for God, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being a Christian doesn't cover up bad work. So in the days ahead in this new year, you got a job, do your best. Oh, I didn't get any amens on that. Not your worst. Don't just do what you need to do to get by. Give your best. If he asks you for eight hours of work, give him eight hours of labor. Amen? Be honest. Don't complain. No one here has ever complained. Ever had a bat boss that you just wanted to complain? Well, don't do that. Don't murmur or complain. Give your... What did you do? Raise your hand when I said your boss? You're talking to him or me. <laughs> Just do your best. Amen. Are you getting this? You want to be rewarded this year. There's some things you can do as a believer. Then in Hebrews eleven six, everyone say, seek God diligently. He's the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Diligently seek means this, to zealously seek for something with all of one's heart, strength, and might. It conveys the idea of being hardworking, attentive, busy, constant, and persistent in one's devotion to what he or she is doing. That's being diligent. So this year we need to seek God. Amen. Now, I'm going to play this once more. And I know we've, this is the third time. But faith comes by. 
and hearing. Amen. So God's rewards are full, sure. They're great. And he remembers those who serve him. It said, we said, the believer's responsibility that will promote rewards in the days ahead, keep God's commandments, sow righteousness, do what is right, fear or honor God's commandments, serve without being seen by men, serve God and others, do your best, rely on God's grace and not works, and seek him diligently. Amen. Now, that was the fastest I've ever done. But I want you to uh, really listen again what, what the prophet is saying for this year. Will you do that? Amen. And so 2022, I've been seeking the Lord about 2022. And when I first released this word, man, some people got in the religious head. And the word was 2022 will be about you and people say oh it's never about us it's always about jesus well if you think religiously then you're going to discount yourself mm-hmm. we have a we have a crucified bloody beaten christ okay because he made it about us he's now exactly. the ascended christ exactly. who bears scars god so loved us the world and there are times when we focus on god that he does make it about us and so the lord said to me back in 2018 and 19 he said that there would be a, 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 a pandemic, a plague that would hit the earth. It would be like in the days of Israel and Egypt. And he said the decade would start off harsh, which it has. Those prophecies are happening. But he said we'd end up in rest. And God said because of the harshness of the season that we've been in, he's going to make it about us. He's going to make it about you that are watching because of the harshness of the season. Now, Does God ever make it about us? Absolutely. Mark chapter 10. This is your homework. Verses 46 through like 51. Where he meets a man, blind Bartimaeus, who was crying out to God. It wasn't a squalling and a bawling. It was a cry of covenant. And it was, thou son of David, which is covenant, have mercy upon me. And uh, God, Jesus stopped, called Bartimaeus over to him and said these words to him. And this is the word for 2022. Because there's going to be warfare in 2022, I'm telling you. And the enemy's going to try to bring chaos to our cities. And we need to, that's why we need to mix it with prayer. Okay? He, de- he wants to spoil celebration, whether it be you or nationally or worldwide. And we need to stay on it. He asked Jesus a question in Mark 10. He, he, or he asked Blind Bartimaeus a question. What do you want me to do for you? Notice, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. What do you want me to do? If you want it to be about you, in 2022, make it about him. That's why Jesus said, what do you want me to do? Lastly, four things are going to define 2022. Are you ready? First of all, you're going to say 2020 true. God is still exposing corruption, lies about vaccines, about the virus, about what's really been taking place, shutdowns, variants, all kinds of things. The election, God's still going to pull the covers off. He's not done. And so it's going to be 2020 true. You watch how the spirit of truth is going to move strong to do what Psalm 37 says. God's going to deal with and cut off the evildoers. Verse 13 of Psalm 37 says he's going to laugh. Why? Because he knows he sees their day coming. This is what we're going to see in 2022. It's going to be 2020 new. New things are going to come. Blind Bartimaeus, Mark chapter 10, got a new season because he was specific with the question Jesus asked. What do you want me to do for you? He didn't say, oh, I'm not worthy. It's not about me. He said, uh, Jesus, I want to receive my sight. Come on, you know what it is. You lost your job. Your marriage is a mess. You're upset about what happened in the election. Well, make it specific. Say, God, only you can do this. But that's the second thing. The third thing is I was sitting watching football last Saturday. It's amazing how un religious God is. Here I am watching football trying to study, right? I don't know if you should mix the two together, but Alabama was playing Auburn. Steve is a great game and I was caught up in the game and I had my Bible out studying and all of a sudden I heard the Spirit of the Lord and he said, you tell the people 2022 shall not only be 2020 true, 2020 new, but it shall be the year that the king remembers. Wow. And if you study when the king remembered 
in the scripture, I'm talking about King David, when he remembered a crippled, lame man named Mephibosheth of the house of Saul, who it wasn't his fault that tragedy came to him. It's not our fault what they've done to our nation. Yet the king remembered him and brought a, a restoration, a reversal, and a new season to Mephibosheth. Because of the harshness of the season, Steve, of what they've done in our nation, what they've done to people, the king, like with David, is calling for you. And he's going to make it about us. And he's going to vindicate his church. And the king will remember. And when, when God remembers in Scripture... Uh, one thing that he does is he releases a nation from its bondage. Uh, Exodus 2, verse 23, when the people cried out for 400 years, the Bible says, and God remembered his wow. covenant. And he delivered wow. them. Another thing that he does, he deals harshly with the enemy. You think these people are going to get by with what they're, they're doing? <laughs> the king remembers. Hmm. He knows what they did in 2020. He saw every single act of treason. He's remembering. He knows what he said about Donald Trump. The king remembers. And so the fourth thing is going to be about you. And so, you know, you need to start praying and asking God specifically. But I want to say this last thing, Steve, because I feel the Lord telling me to say this. In Luke 17, verse 11, you see 10 lepers. Because you might say, well, how do I, how do I prepare myself for the new Hebrew year that we're in? But how do I prepare myself for the, the coming year? Uh, on the on the English calendar, whatever they call it, the, there's a word they use. Gregorian or me. something, I think. It's yeah, it's too big for me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and so um, you have to you have to mix, mix Thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you. You're not done with President Trump. Mm-hmm. I thank you, Lord, that no man is going to steal this nation from you. I thank you, God, that the king remembers me but remembers Donald Trump, remembers America. Lord, I thank you that the king remembers that I lost my job because I stood for my body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Lord, the king remembers when I got fired because I said no to something that violated my constitutional right. You understand? And so in Luke 17, verse 11, there were 10 lepers that came to Jesus. And leprosy was an amazing thing. It would eat away at people's body. So, so if someone had leprosy, you could tell just by what it did to their skin. But sometimes leprosy would literally uh, eat at their bodies and they would be missing fingers, hands, part of their face, their ears. It was nasty. And so when these lepers came to them, these 10 lepers, we, we, we don't realize that it wasn't just a nasty disease, but it was literally ugly. We don't know the condition of what these 10 lepers were in. Some of them may not have had ears. Half of their nose was gone. Who knows? And they came to Jesus and, and they cried out covenant, have mercy upon us. Jesus, the Bible says, go and show yourself, watch this to the priests. It's interesting how we give so much authority to governing officials. Yet if you really look in the biblical days, it was the priests and God using the government of the kingdom, so to speak, to declare certain things like, are you ready? Quarantine, <laughs> mm. okay. right? Yeah. Certain things that had to do with viruses and diseases. It wasn't just in the hands of freakish doctors who were sometimes demon possessed. And uh, so you know, a different subject. I'm sure they're right about that. But the, the point is, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. So the, all 10 went. I'm going somewhere. I'm almost done. All 10 went. And they showed, started going to show themselves to the priests, and the Bible says they were healed. And one of them realized, wow, I'm healed. They were all healed. In other words, the leprosy disease left their body. But something still remained. Are you ready? Even though the ten, there was no visible evidence of leprosy, there was still visible evidence. I'm watching this. I'm going to liken this to America. There was still visible evidence of a plague, scarring, pain, loss. They could look down at their hand. Oh, I'm healed of leprosy, but my hand is still gone. There was still evidence of a very painful, harsh prior season. The one turned around with the thanksgiving, and Jesus didn't say, hey, man, you're healed. He said, where are the other nine that got healed? And he looked at the one who gave thanks and said, listen to me very carefully. Your faith has made you not healed only, but has made you whole. I believe what Jesus said to that man is, 
look at you. You are in a total 2020 true. 2020 new. I'm making it about you. And watch this. It's so new that you are not just healed. One leper, you had your nose missing. You're now whole. And it will be as though it never happened because of the reset, the reversal, and the rebirthing of a new season for you. And I'm telling you in America, we are coming into this. It's what Kat has saw so accurately. And that is, it's what I've seen, that no matter the harshness of the season that has caused a scarring, pain, come on, loss. Some of you, you know somebody that has died from, from something, you know, maybe it was COVID or whatever, just like those nine. They, sat, they were satisfied for healing but they still had a reminder of their pain, their hurt, their scarring, and their loss because they, they neglected something that we got to be careful. And that is we cannot stop giving thanks for what God said. President Trump, United States of America, new season, new day, we're going to celebrate. And when you do, a wholeness will not only come upon you, but it's going to come over the nation. A wholeness as though it never happened. Reset, reversal, and a rebirthing in your life, but in the nation. Thank you, God. Amen. Established, believe his prophets, and you will what? Prosper. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Can I have some lights? Thank you. (laughs) Let there be light. We said a lot today. It was different today. You're the army of God. Don't forget that. You're the ones that will go about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil because God is with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy today. Everyone here, I pray their hearts are stirred to go out, Lord, and not just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. Father, I call these people blessed spiritually blessed physically, blessed financially. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, surely goodness and mercy shall follow them all the days of their life. Holy Spirit, we thank you for leading us in this new week. Show us the Father's ways and teach us his paths and continue to lead us in his truth and teach us in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. You know, I'm going to leave you with this because I think this is one of the most important things we heard today. Don't be afraid to wash other people's feet. In other words, be a servant. Amen. Anything else? Wednesday night is devoted. This time, I don't usually do this, but we pray for the president. But we're going to pray for President Trump and dedicate Wednesday night to him and his staff. A lot of things have been said. There's some threats against his life. And uh, so we're going to do that. So if you can help us do that, amen, let's pray. God bless you. Thank you.